Sister, sister, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm here to keep my eye on her. Hi, this is Tammy. And this is Angelie, and we are the podcast with Sisters. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We have Ame here today. She has such a beautiful name. First off, I love you and your energy that you bring to every room I'm in. Um, I just want to put that out there because Aww, your spirit thank is you. so bright and so calming so thank you for being that person in each of the rooms that you enter um you'll pick that up as she starts to talk so i'm gonna let ame introduce herself tell us about you oh well thank you i couldn't imagine a better welcome and introduction than that that really warms my heart thank you for that yeah my name is ame Beauvais. And um, I am a master Pilates instructor, principal educator with Balanced Body. And I've been teaching Pilates and in that uh, area for over 25 years. I've opened several studios. I'm originally actually from Canada. And my sister took over the studio that I built in Canada when I moved here to the US. And I'm currently based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan in the US. Here I have a studio, Pilates in East, and um, developing my own style of teaching Pilates. Well, really, I've already developed it. When you've been doing something for 25 years, <laughs> you have your own little spin on it. But Bove Pilates is, um, you know, what my the, the culmination of 25 years of um, dedicating myself to teaching and practicing and sharing the benefits of Pilates with others. Um, just a side note, I don't, um, I am also an animal lover, nature lover. I live on a 30 acre hobby farm that's just for our enjoyment. We have chickens, goats, horses, dogs, cats, you name it. Um, that is another area of inspiration for me that I, I just love to be with nature. We out in our backyard right now. You know, we'll see deer and turkey and eagles, and I just absolutely love it. Well, thank you for having me. We're so happy you're here. And I have, I have to tell you, you inspired me when you did your farm day with all of the studio owners in the city. I think that's such a fabulous way. There's sometimes a disconnect in our community, unfortunately. The community of Pilates love can sometimes have a bit of a disconnect and I think your idea of bringing everyone together studio owners not your staff but different studio owners to your farm is such a lovely inspirational idea to get all of the the ideas flowing for the group and really welcoming and opening can you tell us a little bit about that I think it's a great idea for studio yeah owners. yeah I started so three years ago was my first one and every year I'm building it I invite studio owners and instructors that have done training with me throughout the years to have a Pilates family farm day and they can bring their family members as well. So we get to see significant others and kids and they get a farm experience, um, meet the chickens, pet the goats. Um, our property was actually an old blueberry farm before uh, my husband purchased it and put the house on it. So there's wild blueberries everywhere too. So I time it right when the blueberries are in season. So everyone goes home with, with a big basket of um, organic 
freshly picked blueberries as well. But yeah, I it's it's partly to bring everyone together outside of the Pilates studio, so we're not necessarily always talking about Pilates, and also to share with them my love of nature and yeah, to get some city folk out like petting a chicken and talking to it and understanding like where all these things come from. And um, my chickens run free range and um, you know, all my goats are, are like the goats are friendly. The horses are friendly. So it, it does. I've always been around animals, so it comes natural to me, but it always surprises me how, um, you know, when you're, you grow up in the city or don't, spend time with animals, how nervous people can be around meeting an animal, but how also healing and connecting it can be to make friends with an animal. Um, it, 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 it has a lot of meaning on multiple levels as well, but I just, I just love sharing something that I love with them and, and letting them see a little more about me. That's awesome. Now I do have a question. They have goat yoga. Do you yeah. do Pilates? I have not tried goat Pilates per se, although I can understand how goat yoga works because I just, if I hang out with the goats, they want to climb all over you. So when one of my goats, her name's Star, will just jump up and try to put two feet on one shoulder and two feet on the other shoulder and then like look around at you. So, um, you know, they want to climb you. So if you got in like a hands and knees or bird dog kind of position, you'd have a go on your back within seconds. They just naturally want to get up on top of you, um, which I welcome, but sometimes that's a little bit much for people, but yeah. So <laughs> I was just curious. I'm just thinking, you know, good balance. It's better for yeah. you when you're at the bar and you're doing your squats and <laughs> yeah. You have to balance I, not only yourself, I but a goat. I will definitely on. jump on you. Uh, you know, um, and goats are hilarious. I think goats give puppies a run for their money. Like you think a puppy is cute and floppy and jumps around and everything. Goats are like little class clowns. They're jumping and kicking and twisting and climbing. And, you know, they're they're nibbling on your ear very gently. They don't hurt you. They're just very curious and playful. And it's just, they're, they're really a wonderful, we take our goats for a walk. So our goats will take a walk with us. We don't have a leash or anything on them. We just take a walk in the property and the goats will follow us and they love it. They just go on their little adventure and eat leaves along the way. And it's just really delightful. So if we learn nothing else from this podcast, everyone needs a goat. You need a goat. Or the goat. That's what I'm hearing is yeah. we all need a goat. <laughs> yeah. Or go visit a goat. Go visit a goat. So, Ame, tell us what yeah. first brought you to the work of Pilates 25 years ago. Yeah. And give us one thing that really changed, was life-changing. Because Pilates, that's why it has been around for so long. Because it is life-changing yeah. for everyone that tries it. So, tell us your story. Sure. Yeah. So I was already into health and fitness. I was in university. Um, I was at, working at my local YMCA as a like a personal trainer or, you know, aerobics instructor, you know, the four, three, two, one hamstring curl thing. I was doing that kind of thing. I'd always been involved in sports. Um, and but I, I, there were things happening at the fitness gym that 
bothered me. Like I didn't, I had a little bit of anatomy and biomechanical training, but not a lot, but I didn't really need a lot to know that what that person was doing with their back over there wasn't quite right, but I had no tools to address it. I could see it. I had the frustration of like, how would I help that person have better form? I knew they needed better form, but I just didn't know what to say. Nobody had taught me how to address the things I was seeing. And around that time, my mom, who's always been a little ahead of her time, invited me to this Pilates class that she was taking in a neighboring city. So she was driving 30 minutes to a different city to take a Pilates lesson out of a woman's spare bedroom that she had as a Pilates studio. Now this woman, her name was Lisa. She had used Pilates to recover from a car, a motor vehicle accident where she had fractured her pelvis. And the doctors had told her that she wasn't gonna be able to walk, wasn't gonna be able to have children. And lo and behold, she could walk and she had a child. And um, she really uh, felt that Pilates had been the piece that got her all the way healed. Like she had done her physical therapy and everything, but then continued with Pilates. So my mom was taking this class with her and she brought me along and it wasn't but one class with Lisa and my jaw was on the floor because Lisa's words made my body experience and move in ways that I had never felt before. It was like magic. And I couldn't really describe the movement or what was happening, but all I knew was it was right. It just felt right. And it felt like I was using more, discovering more of me than I had before and just using my body in a more whole way. So pretty much immediately. And I was like, and that, by the way, was the missing piece at the gym. She could change how I was using my body not just take me through exercises, she could sculpt or adjust just with the right word at the right time so that I felt like I was doing the exercise better. And I kind of was like, that is the skill that I am missing when I'm at the gym working with people. So I asked Lisa, where do I train to learn to what do what you're doing? And she sent me to Toronto to train. Uh, I'm originally from Canada and, um, you know, we were about an hour and a half drive from Toronto. So I trained there in Toronto to become a Pilates instructor. And I'm really um, fortunate looking backwards because at the time I didn't know, because you don't know anything about the industry you're going into. When you start in the industry, you just kind of land where you land. But I feel very blessed that I landed with the mentors that I did. Um, it was Susan Gresovich and Margot McKinnon at Body Harmonics in Toronto because they were definitely the right people for me to learn from. The style of Pilates that they taught was the right style. And now looking back, you know, there's different styles and different brands of Pilates out there. Um, this was the fit for me. And so I was matched with my mentor, Susan Greskovich, and I would do uh, I took all the teacher training, but I also took private lessons with her and I would drive into Toronto. So it was, you know, uphill both ways in a snowstorm. But it actually really was because this was an hour and a half drive in each direction, sometimes in traffic to do my private lesson with my teacher. And, um, you know, something else was happening on a personal level. So I was gaining the skills to work with other people physically 
and help them make adjustments to the way they were using their body in incredibly empowering ways. But what was happening for me in my private lessons was way beyond the physical. I really had struggled with and, and, and throughout my whole life really have struggled with depression and anxiety in quite a significant way. People often that maybe know me on the surface don't know because I do very well at coping with it, but it's really been as long as I can remember that, that that's been a significant issue for me. And at that time, so that was in my kind of early to mid twenties, it was, I was really struggling with it. I really needed to figure out a, a way of positively coping with it. Right. So there's a lot of not so good ways of coping with depression and anxiety, but I needed to find a healthy way. And my private lessons with my teacher really became therapy for me. I didn't know it at the time. We didn't talk about anything. So it wasn't traditional talk therapy, which by the way is fantastic as well. But that just being present and having my teacher's attention on me in the moment and noticing things, breathing. So the breathing lesson she did with me, which by the way, at the moment I hated, like I just, <laughs> I did not like the bleeding lessons, but I had enough. Usually if you hate it, you need it. Exactly. <laughs> I had the good sense to know that, that. It, this was kind of like the spinach in the green smoothie, you know, like it was like good for me. So like stick it out. Um, and, uh, but the breathing I think was, was the number one impactful thing, just slowing down to breathe, slowing down to breathe fully, slowing down to be in the present moment with myself. So it, it's Pilates is really a movement meditation of being present and being accurate and being acknowledged. And those pieces were providing me with an anchor and centering to start to really have some tools with the depression and anxiety. And I feel like that, although I felt the strongest I'd ever felt in my body, the real gift that Pilates brought to me was that the psychological mental side, that that's where where it was truly life-changing for me. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. I, it's amazing to be able to heal. And the, the whole mind-body connection buzzword that mm -hmm. we have in the industry is, is underutilized. I think when we say mind-body connection, we don't realize that you cannot heal a broken body, emotionally broken, abused, depressed, without physical movement. There's yeah. only so much you can do with the mind. The body has to be, as you said, present, has to be acknowledged mm -hmm. and be able to bring that connection between the emotions and movement is a mm -hmm. significant game changer. It's just that. I agree. Significant game changer. I love Joseph Pilates quote, change happens through movement and movement heals. It's one of my favorite. And it, it's really true. We see that when we're working with clients too, just how much just a positive movement experience can be healing on the physical level, but also on that psychological level. Yeah. So I will say I feel the happiest when I when I'm moving. 
when I'm, even if it's just knitting, I'm moving, but, um, <laughs> but when I'm, when I really need something, I like to go out and I like to run or walk or row or do some sort of exercise. And I never understood why that was until Angela explained it to me. And I was like, oh, I just figured I wanted to get out of the house. <laughs> and that's not what it is. It's being present in your body and and really helping with that. Yeah. So yeah. I may tell us one, one big moment in time for you as a practitioner, as an instructor that struck you with a client, somebody that maybe was challenging for you or that aha moment that came for them. Tell us about a, a specific client that you changed. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you a story, just one that's recent. Um, I was working with some instructors in training, um, and one of them was doing a private lesson with me and we were working through some different things. I think it was, we we're working on thoracic extension. So, um, and this is a more, more kind of kyphotic based, you know, person who was in that rounded upper back position. And I was trying to help her find a little bit more thoracic extension, back bending through the upper spine. And so I had her on the mat doing several things and, um, we got to the end and I had her stand up and I just asked her, I said, so like, how does that feel? Like the work that we just did, what, what's that, what's that feel like for you? And she said, and why this was impactful to me was because I think sometimes we struggle with how to describe what we do for people or what happens in a session. Well, she stood up and she's, and when I asked her that question, she said, I feel freedom. This was such an impactful moment for me because I know the work that I do. You know, Angelie, you do this work, but it's so hard to put words on what we do, what the impact we had. And so she went, her just standing up and her answer to my question being that what she felt in her body was freedom, was free. I just had this moment of like, yeah, that's, that's fundamentally, you know, what we're going for. And we've all have, we all have experiences in our body of things aching or, you know, moving the feeling not so free or restricted and um, to be freed from that restriction is incredibly impactful. So I just, that was just a moment that it just happened even two months ago that, that really meant a lot to me um, in putting a word or a moment on, um, you know, really what we work at in the Pilates studio and what I've been working at to, for myself to have the skills to do for someone else, but also to teach other people to have the skills to help with that. So it, it just, one of those, those, um, wonderful moments it's the three e's that joseph pilates defines right yeah. ease efficiency yeah. and economy we yeah. want to move easy we want to be efficient when we do it and we want it to be economical we want it to be useful in the world yeah. that's why pilates really 
binds to the body and to the nervous system is it is economical in that when you work in Pilates, we're doing it to align your body to move with efficiency, with ease, to feel freedom, as she said, because my bones are in the right place. It's an amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of back to when I said that that original teacher that taught me my first lesson made my body move in ways that I didn't know what was happening. I just knew that it was right. That knowing that it's right is when you're in alignment, it just feels right. And so there's a lack of restriction. There's that freedom and kind of excitement to move, right? That's the zest, the zest of life that Joseph also talked about. It's like, you want to move, you want to get up. And it's joyful to move along the way. And that's like bringing that together with, you know, what I shared with you guys earlier about my love of goats and nature is I also really love to pull out um, that appreciation of the natural intelligence of our bodies. We are so susceptible, especially today, at critiquing our bodies or finding, you know, fault, my bad knee, or, you know, my, you know, there's this lump of fat over here I don't like. And so we have to be careful with that because really in the end, we're walking miracles and there's so many things going right in your body right now. Um, You know, I know, I think, um, Tammy, are you, you also are a scientist as well, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. So you've spent your career like studying the amazing detail of the body, right? As um, as we have in Pilates, the anatomy and the biomechanics. And I like to pull people back to the incredible, you know, awe-inspiring miracle that our bodies are in the way that they function. And yeah. um and and shift, you know, reframe the way we talk to our bodies, reframe the way we see our bodies and really acknowledge all that, the, the beauty that they are and the mastery. Even we may use, you know, a term like a compensation pattern um, that sounds negative, but I think it's positive because a compensation pattern is just your body solving for a problem and still moving you forward. So, I mean, even when it's negative, it's positive. It was just our bodies are brilliant. And um, I would love for all of us to spend more time appreciating that rather than critiquing the little little bits that we can critique. Yeah. And you can start you can start on a cellular level. When, when you're looking at the body on a cellular level and then slightly larger, the whole body, and this goes with the compensation pattern, the whole body on a chemical level is about homeostasis. Mm-hmm. It's about, okay, your temperature moves a little bit one direction, bring it back to where it's supposed to be. Your pH moves a little bit one direction, bring it back to where it's supposed to be. You get stressed. You have hormones that are released to bring that stress down. And then you have to bring those stress hormones down. So your body, it's it's homeostasis is the term. And it's the same thing with a compensation pattern because Angelie's pointed out my compensation patterns, which is amazing. Which, by the way, Angelie, my heel does not hurt anymore. Good. I want you to know that I've been really working on that um, and running with Jeff. But you compensate 
for things so you can continue to move. And your body is amazing that way because it does it without you thinking, okay, I need to move my hip this way or my knee needs to bend this way. Your body just naturally does it to keep you as close to homeostatic and moving as as you can be. And that is an amazing thing with the body and having a Pilates instructor like you that can say, okay, now I need you to move your body this way. And those those physical touch cues, I love those physical touch cues because sometimes someone will say, well, move your body this way. And I'm like, okay, logically, I know where that muscle is, but mine doesn't work. I don't know how to make it fire. <laughs> I know I have it. It just doesn't work. And so help that, me help myself, please. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what that's what Pilates does is helps you on a bigger scale, not that biochemical scale, get that body back to homeostasis, which I think wow. is amazing. Cause I understand the chemical yeah. <laughs> things that occur. No, you're right. It's happening on all levels and your body's just looking for balance and it wants to find that. It wants to, but sometimes there's something in the way. You know, sometimes there's something you've forgotten. It's like you have amnesia that you could move that way. And and it's just rediscovering something that you already have or helping to balance, like you said, on that molecular level, on the cellular level. Sometimes things get kind of stuck out of whack and you're just trying to show it its way back home towards its highest functioning. Um, I love it. No. Beautiful. Uh, May, can we bring it back to emotion for one more moment in time before we have to let you go? Sure. Can you leave us with, with a tip that you used when you had depression when you or when you do now have anxious moments? Can you tell us a, a quick movement that you do or a breath exercise that someone could do where no one's going to notice that you're doing it. Maybe it's something that you need to do in the corner of a room before you walk in. Um, I think that anxiety and that emotion side is so key. And, and we want to really focus on, on how to help people in the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, breathing is, is great. It's just taking a few breaths um, and giving yourself the time think being in the present moment. So my first reaction to what you said was, or, or like thinking of my own self, just on my, uh, for myself, if I can just find one thing, that's what I would say, find one thing. So it could be one thing to be grateful for. Like if I'm having one of those days where, you know, I just can't quite leave my bed. That's how depressed I feel, right? I could be grateful for my bed. I could find positivity and like I have a warm bed and I feel good. And just acknowledging a positive or one thing, get up and go brush your teeth. And that feels manageable. If I try to think of the hundred things I have to do that day, that keeps me in bed. <laughs> Right. But if I give myself one, so it's not specifically a, a particular movement or a particular thing. It's just have picking one thing that you can do. So it could be a breath breathing exercise that you've learned that works, or it could be, I'm going to get up and brush my teeth. 
or it could be just having one thing you're you're grateful for in that moment. You know, I'm grateful I have a warm bed. And 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 once you and that's because when you're in a depression anxiety state, you you lots of things is overwhelming. So if you can just pull it back to one thing, then miraculously the one thing becomes two things, becomes three things or times four. <laughs> oh, it's like a little cascade. And all of a sudden you're up and dressed and headed on the day and it's not so bad. So I think my tip would be just find one thing. Gratitude. One thing you, you can do and gratitude, right? One thing that you can do or one thing you can be grateful for in that moment, as small as it is, that I have air to breathe. Mm -hmm could be the one thing, you know, whatever you can chunk it down as small as it needs to be to just have one step forward or one positive gratitude moment. Excellent. Thank you yeah. so much, Omei. Yeah, thank you. This was we wonderful. Really appreciate you being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me.